High school today is a high stress place. Preparing for college has become a stressful and expensive endeavor for students and their parents. Families really could use some strategies for de-stressing college prep. Welcome to the GW HealthCast, I'm Dr. Mike Smith, and today's topic is High Stress High School, Preparing College-Bound Students for Success and Happiness. My guest is Dr. Susan Song. Dr. Song is Associate Professor of Psychiatry and Director of the Division of Child, Adolescent, and Family Psychiatry with the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences and is affiliated with the George Washington University Hospital. Dr. Song, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, Dr. Song, I, I remember back to high school, right? And I remember preparing for college. I, I don't remember it being that stressful. I, I know that there was some stress involved, but I have um, a sister who has a couple kids who are going through this right now. And it just seems like something's changed. <laughs> it definitely does seem like a much more stressful process than I remember. What's going on? What has changed in your opinion? Yeah, you're actually right. It has become more stressful. Um, in part, I think it's because, you know, college is extremely difficult to get into. Even if you have the grades and the extracurriculars, um, there's still this, this thought that college is extremely competitive for the average person. And so there's added stress on people. Even if you have all the resources in the world, it still becomes quite competitive. And I found that in the past, it was the, the parents who were adding more of the pressure on the kids to kind of, you know, get into the good school to then get a good job. But right now, it's actually the peers themselves that are putting more pressure on each other, hmm. more so than the that's parents sometimes. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, do you think, um, you know, wanting maybe to get full rides, get scholarships, uh, avoid, you know, the, the, the student loan um, situation, which is becoming really tough nowadays. Do you think that's playing into some of the stress for the kids? I do. I mean, colleges become more and more expensive, and it's very hard to really make a financial case because, you know, we've been seeing that sometimes, you know, a college degree is not as valuable as it was um, in generations past. And you see this now, depending on the you know, geographical area where you live, but you see this now where people are saying, you know, Steve Jobs can drop out of high school and he can become a multi-billionaire. You know, and so there's um, there's this understanding that yes, while you know, getting into a really good college can help me, and um, it's mainly if it's one of these really elite schools, or if I'm getting a really stellar um, kind of prestigious school, then that will help me in my my future. But otherwise. The pressure is now on me to figure out what my passion is or to find something that I am truly love and to really excel at that. So right now, people are just trying to excel at something, and that's mm-hmm. extremely stressful. Everyone wants to be different or unique in some way. Yeah, yeah. What about um, prep tests like uh, you know, the SAT, the ACT? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember when I was in high school, I don't remember what was considered a good SAT score, um, as an example, but I do know it was a pretty large range, right? The, that a, a good score fell into a pretty wide, wide range there. I, I don't think, I think that's changed, right? I think what's considered a good score in some of these tests has narrowed a lot. Is that putting some pressure on the kids? Definitely. It's becoming more and more competitive um, to get into these more elite schools or even to colleges in general. And so, yes, the, the, the scores are becoming 
uh, they're weighted a little bit higher than they were in the past. Yeah, and so so we so I kind of introduced this whole topic. I, I think, and I think this is true, Doctor Song. Families need some strategies here. They need some advice. They need some help. Um, you know, we th- th- this really could be an exciting time, right, for the student and the family ending high school, beginning college, um, and we don't want it to be so stressful. We want it to actually be a happy time for them. So I. I I really do think they could use some help, and I think you're the perfect person for this. So, so do, uh, do you have a few strategies that um, you could share with my listeners? And if so, let's start with your first one. Sure. The first thing I would say is for families to spend time together. Um, this is important, especially in the teenage years. Now, everyone thinks about, you know, when kids are infants and toddlers, the, they're, it's very important to have a parent kind of physically present all the time. And they think that, well, in adolescence, kids are becoming more independent and they don't need their parents as much. And actually, studies have shown that the more time that people spend, parents especially, spend with their teenagers, um, the less risk they are of having kind of really adverse risky behaviors. And so it's good to spend time with your teenager a few, you know, you kind of schedule time, maybe one hour, two hours per week, where it's just scheduled time with the parent and the teen. And even if that teen, because they are teenagers and they're not wanting to be with their parents very much, but if you help <laughs> them, show them that you're interested, and it's not to ask them about the college application. It's not to ask about school. It's not even to pry into their other social life with all the relationship issues that might be coming up or any problems with friends or, you know, peer group pressures. It's really just a time to listen and to learn how to listen to the teenager and to see what is going on in that teen's world right now, what is important to him or her. You can yeah, attend like games, that. you know, yeah, go to any concerts that they, that they like, any plays that they're involved in, um, but just to ask, take the lead from the teenager. Yeah. That's good. I, 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 I do remember Dr. Song growing up and, and my siblings, we look back on how important this was. We used to, uh, we had to sit down and have dinner together. And that was a time for us just to share what was going on. And I know we reflect back on that, and, and a lot of good things came out of, of, of that, that time together as a family. Do you, do you think that's important, and do you, do you see that families don't do that as much, say, say just sit down and have dinner together? Yeah, it's really important, and actually studies have shown that um, families that do have dinners, I think it's one dinner per week, actually have, you know, closer familial bonds, of course, but also less um, emotional kind of problems in the teenager. But I think, you know, especially around the D.C. metro area in some of the, um, you know, in some areas that are, have a lot of pressure to go to one of these really high-achieving high schools, colleges, uh, there just isn't the time to sit down to have everybody at dinner, either because one or both parents are working long hours or the teenager teenager just has so much that they have to do with their extracurricular activities and then their schoolwork that it becomes really hard to carve out that time for everyone in the family. But if they can do that, and I would say once or twice a week, that's really important. And just having ritual, I think when you mentioned kind of the family dinners, you know, the ritual can be a Sunday pancake brunch, you know, that you do together, but something where it's very, you know, the antidote to anxiety for a lot of people is structure. 
And if you have a routine and you know that like, okay, here's this one routine, it just helps feel more secure and grounded when we're really stressed out. Like we know, okay, well, there's this one time where we're all going to be together and we're just going to like try to have fun and just have our, you know, brunch (laughs) together. Right. I like that. No, I, I know. I just it, I remember that for myself and my family and that it, it, it may, like you said, it didn't have to be dinner time. But that that structured time really now that we look back as adults meant more than we could have ever imagined as teenagers. So that's strategy. Number one, spend time with the teenager. What's another strategy? The second thing I would say is to be a role model and you know, this is very hard. As parents, we all know that our teenagers look up to us. And sometimes, of course, they pick up on things that we're doing and not necessarily, sorry, that we're doing and not necessarily that we're saying. So we might tell them, you know, don't overwork yourself, try not to be too stressed out, try to make time for yourself, for self-care. And yet, if we aren't doing that, it really doesn't matter what we say because the teens are really looking at what we do. And so we have to be conscious that our kids are looking to the parents as a model for healthy behavior. And so try as best as possible to think about, like, how do you, you know, relieve your stress? How do you manage under stress Um, and find healthy ways? And actually, if you want to kind of talk to your teenager about, you know, what's stressful in your life and how you're managing with it. Yeah, I I think you're so onto something there. I because I hear it all the time as well. A parent might say something like, you know, don't try to do too much at once, and yet the parent is juggling fourteen things right at that moment, right? <laughs> and it just doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. And it, it, there's obviously a disconnect there uh, with the teenager. So be that role model as 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 best we can. And I like what you said there at the end about. You know, maybe talking to to your teen about, you know, sometimes I do take on too much and and here's what I've been trying to do to to handle that and improve on that and almost having a conversation about you and how you're um, what strategies you're following and then the teen can follow that. I think that's a really, really good suggestion. So be that role model. Do you have one more strategy for us to de-stress this time for kids? Yeah, I would think, um, you know, one thing that I see a lot of parents doing is they try to solve their teenager's problems. And, of course, we want to do that. And this is really where the shift in parenting has to happen away from kind of the the elementary school, middle school years where the parenting is much, much more hands-on. And when we start to enter early middle adolescence, we need to shift our parenting to really just be um, more like a coach. And so we're not stepping in to answer their problems. So if they're saying, you know, I don't know which colleges to, to apply to, or I don't really even know how to go about this cold college application, it's not for the parent to step in and do everything and make spreadsheets for them. But it's to sit with them and, and kind of ask them what their ideas might be, and then to help them implement, you know, their own solutions. So it's working together to brainstorm solutions and let them come up with their ideas and try them. And they might do things very differently than you do. But, you know, honestly, in a few years, they're going to be in college. And for many people, that means away from the home. And so right now is the time to start, you know, building these skills of how to how to solve our own problem. Yeah, I, I I think this is probably a tough one for parents, right? (laughs) Because we, you know, there's that 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 
that normal desire, nurturing desire just to take care of things and, and to solve. And, but I think you're right. I, I think, you know, stepping back a little bit and being just a part of that conversation, um, asking them questions as they solve these, these problems. I think, I think this is probably one of the better strategies you've given us, but it's probably one of the toughest ones uh, for parents. So spend time with the teenager, be that role model as best you can. And you don't have to solve all the problems. You can just be with them as a coach, as you said, on their journey. Let's, let's summarize and end with this, Dr. Song. What would you like parents to know about this time in their teenager's life? What would you like the parents to understand about preparing for college? To highlight the, the life importance that many people place, many teenagers place on college and getting into a good school. I think for parents, you know, because we've been there, done that, kind of whether or not we went to college, but we, we've actually, you know, have more years of, of our living, we can reflect and we can say it will be fine or things will work out anyway and we, that's what wisdom is. But for a teenager, they don't have that life experience to fall back on. And so for them, they feel like this is really a life or death situation. If I don't get into this college or if I don't get into a college, then I will become homeless and nobody will like me and I will have nothing in my life because they don't really have any other life experience Mm. to prove otherwise. And so we're asking them to build this resiliency or to use their resiliency, and they haven't had a lot of experience yet. For many kids. So just mm-hmm. to provide a little bit of compassion for the teenager and what they're going through right now, because it, it's not only the stress of, you know, the college and school life, but they've had this, they have a huge social life that is up and that they're trying to figure out as well. That's equally as important. So there's a lot of stress going on. I mean, they're real, it's true stress in a teenager's life. And so just mm-hmm. to try to infuse a little bit of compassion for that teenager. Dr. Song, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing and also thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to the GW HealthCast. Please visit gwdocs.com to get connected with Dr. Song or another provider, or you can call 1-888-4GW-DOCS to schedule an in-person or virtual appointment. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.